0: It's
1: the Tennessee Star Report with Michael Patrick Leahy. Call and be heard. 615-737-9522 or 1-800-688-9522, 800-688-WLAC. Now, here's Michael Patrick Leahy.
0: 6.06 a.m. broadcasting live from our studios on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, Scooter, it is great to have uh, Buck and Clay so interested in promoting the Tennessee Star Report, you know they're they're doing very well. They're on this station from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. The Clay Travis Buck Sexton show. You know Clay's a, Clay's a Nashville guy, right? A lot of people know Clay, and he's really. I think they're doing great, and so I. And it's really nice to see that kind of teamwork for them to promote our program. So uh, thanks to to Buck and Clay for for really being on our team. We really appreciate that. Well, we've got a great program for you today. Very interesting things to talk about. At 6.15, we'll be joined on our Newsmaker line by Rachel Bradley, the principal of Thales Academy. Now, Thaley's Academy is the best private school in the country, and it's affordable. I think, you know, tuition there for K-12 is like less than $6,000. What? Yeah, less than six thousand dollars. So, you know, an average middle class family uh, making the proper budgeting adjustments can't afford that for their children. Frankly, it's not like f- you know fifteen thousand or forty thousand, like some of these crazy private schools are here in uh, in Middle Tennessee. And look, if you go to Thales Academy, uh, Rachel will talk to us about this. We've, of course, as you know, been a big fan of Thales Academy. They do a number of things different. They, they approach uh, school a, in a business sort of way, which is why they can keep the tuition at that very reasonable price point. And they do kind of year-round schools with enough breaks, and the parents can figure out how to do that uh, in fit into their schedule. It's a much more logical way to do it. But a uh, couple key things. If you go to a Thales Academy school, you learn about uh, you learn how to read and write and do arithmetic. That's the number one thing. And then you also learn about America. You learn about our founding principles, and you're not brainwashed. So that's one of the reasons why I think, look, go to ThalesAcademy.com and and, and, and uh, look at possibly signing your kids up. They started here a year ago, and we were involved in, in uh, got a group of people together to encourage them to come here to Nashville. They have been in business as a private school, uh, in North Carolina, they've got like eight or nine schools uh, uh, that are uh, elementary and high school uh, in North Carolina, in the Raleigh area primarily. <clears throat> but we went out and we found them and said, look, you've got to come to Nashville because you know, we need this kind of schooling here in Nashville. And they have subsequently expanded not just to Nashville but to Richmond, Virginia, and I think now Charleston, South Carolina, and Greenville, South Carolina, um, because there's a huge demand for it. A huge demand, and one of the things they do is they use a technique for teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic—the most effective way to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, it's called direct instruction, and Rachel Bradley uh, can talk about that a little bit. But basically, it's it's a, a systematic way that's been around since the 1960s, uh, and uh, we're a guy who uh, spent his life. Uh, uh, focused on this develop this concept and because it requires kind of a change in the way you teach and a little bit more engagement from the teachers the teachers unions hate it but there every study that's been out there since the 1970s clearly shows that direct instruction is by far the most effective way to teach kids reading writing arithmetic Of all capability levels, of all capability levels, and in in essence, it sort of combines uh, uh, rote instruction, uh, repetition, with uh, adding new content and uh, and constantly measuring how kids are doing and teaching kids in the group level at which they are competent, and kids can move up from a group. Uh, or perhaps just you know stay with the group or maybe move to a lower group depending upon what their level of confidence is and when they get a higher level of competence they move up it's just fantastic um and you won't you won't find direct instruction any place else in uh in Tennessee but at Thales Academy so they're in Franklin if you're driving up from 65 you can see their beautiful beautiful building there uh just south of the, of of 96 you're driving up north on 65 look to your right and you'll see the Thales Academy building. They're going to have, next early next month, uh, an open house. And we're going to be there on Thursday, August 4th, I think at 6 p.m. I'm going to be there. We're going to have our photographers there. And this is, you know, they now are offering K through 5. They're going to have classes K through 5. but But you can enroll your kids there at any time. And Rachel will talk about that. Uh, I just have to recommend it so highly. Up next, Rachel Bradley with Thales Academy will talk a little bit more about this. You're listening to the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.
1: Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy.
0: 6.18 a.m. joined on the newsmaker line by our very good friend, a great educator, Rachel Bradley, the principal and administrator of Thales Academy, Franklin. Rachel, welcome to the Tennessee Star Report.
2: Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: We first met two years ago. Do you remember that? You came here with Bob Luddy, the founder of Thales Academy, held a presentation, and we, we talked you into coming and setting up a school here.
2: And here I am, a volunteer in
0: Tennessee. <laughs> and he opened up um, a year ago. Uh, you you started out, what, K-2, and uh, I think maybe maybe K-3. And uh, hundred students, and now uh, you're going. You're opening up this year K five, and you got a, a a grand opening to for everyone to come and look at the facility next uh, on Thursday, August fourth. Tell us a little bit about where Thales Academy is today.
2: So well, I want to back up just a bit further because we really, when I moved here last April, in the height of COVID. We had about twenty kids enrolled and it was a it was a real challenge to spread the word about dailies and recruit new students and then by the end of the summer we had a hundred kids and that was kindergarten through third grade and now we are pre K all the way to fifth with just around two hundred students. So wow. we had a really we had a really big first year.
0: Pre K to, to to fifth grade. That's great. And now tell tell our listening audience What is unique about Thales? Tell them about direct instruction and the very affordable tuition.
2: Absolutely. So, a couple of things. We offer a classical education. Our campuses, founded in North Carolina, go from pre K all the way to 12th grade. And in the K 5 level, which is my wheelhouse, we use direct instruction, which is a phenomenal teaching methodology. It's over 60 years of research, it's data driven. It's mastery-based, and really, the two key components are: all of the children are engaged and learning the entire time. So it makes for a really nice learning environment.
0: Yeah, so I've I've seen you teach, uh, and the uh, classes at at Thales Academy Franklin, and what I notice is, you know, typically you go into a, a K five classroom, and there's there's some kids sitting in the back like looking at the ceiling, daydreaming. I don't see any of that with Thales Academy.
2: No, that's exactly how I describe it. In a traditional classroom model, a teacher will state a question and wait for children to raise their hand. So we all know from when we were children, the same few children raise their hand every time. And just what you said, we've got 10 or 12 kids in the back counting butterflies. So <laughs> it's just really not an effective model. Um, And the way we do it, it's very teacher-led. Everything is very um, explicit and purposeful so that we can maximize learning in the classroom. And it's a thing of beauty to watch.
0: uh, It really is. And you got to go see it. Tell us about your open house on Thursday, August 4th. Uh, uh, What time will it be? Where will it be?
2: It's going to be at our new campus in Franklin, 3835 Carruthers Parkway. And at 6 p.m. now i have it as thursday august 5th but i'm not no I think, I think
0: you're i think you are you i think you are correct it's okay. thursday august 5th thank you for that yeah. see this t- the teacher corrects the student thank <laughs> you this is direct instruction right see notice That's how she exactly corrected right. me gently but but but, but now i was paying attention and so we have been engaged thank you teacher
2: (laughs) (laughs) a little impromptu lesson so let me (coughs) thursday august 5th 6 p.m um we have fully renovated our building it's beautiful top to bottom that was a big project over the last year we finally completed it and we are ready to show off our campus so anybody who's interested in finding a really great high quality education for their children In those pre-K through five grade levels, please come out and visit us. Um, You can go in the classrooms, talk to our wonderful teachers. You can review our curriculum. Um, I will be there, of course, happy to answer any questions. So we would just love you to come out and see our school.
0: And one thing that really impresses me about the way you run the school, Rachel, it is, it's like a, a project management par excellence to watch how Kids come in in the morning and how they go out. Describe the safety and security and the process that you go through to make sure that the kids get in, get out safely, and in a timely manner.
2: Yes, it it is like a well oiled machine. Now, admittedly, the last, so we started school on Monday. That's another important feature for me to point out is that we are we use a year round calendar, which is phenomenal. So we don't have time lost learning. Um, it's the same amount of school days as a traditional model, but our breaks are spread out through the year. So we started school on Monday, and we've had a great first week. It does take a little bit to get all the children, and especially the adults, might have to be trained.
0: Just as you train me here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. Um But then we are rocking and rolling, so it is just everybody pulls up. It's a synchronized opening of car doors, safely escorting the children in, and we get everybody in the building in about twenty minutes.
0: So, and you don't have that big, like two and a half month summer off where kids lose, forget about stuff, and you got to reteach them. Right? That's a key premise, a key idea of the Thales Academy model, right?
2: Yes, exactly. We pick up right where we left off Um, from quarter to quarter. It's essentially four quarters, nine weeks on, three weeks off in the fall, winter, and spring. And then summer is five weeks, which is just enough time. And all the parents out there know by then they're ready to send them back, and the children are ready to go back. I can't tell you how excited the kids have been this week to get back to school and back to learning and seeing their friends and and being engaged instead of – you know hanging around on the couch watching YouTube,
0: yeah exactly now by the way, parents apparently your parents are very grateful for the schooling you provided didn't they like they 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 went out and they bought a big thank you billboard right outside the school didn't they
2: they did they sure did so that was one of our um best teacher appreciation gifts they bought the billboard behind the school to thank all the teachers and staff for a great year so they they really were thankful and and I get it as a parent, and seeing how the last year was so challenging for friends and family and neighbors who didn't have a classroom to send their children to. So we're just really fortunate we were we were open in person all year. So you're located
0: so, in Franklin, Rachel, but I yes. hear that people from all around Middle Tennessee bring their kids here. I know folks from Wilson County. Where what's the what's the range of student uh, student uh, locations and residences?
2: say we're primarily Franklin residents, but we have students from Spring Hill, Nashville, Nolensville, Columbia, Chapel Hill. People are really driving from all around um, to get to our school because, you know, we we were kind of what what a lot of people were looking for, which is an amazing education. But that key is that we're affordable and, and that's our mission. Excellent High quality, but affordable because we want to educate as many children as possible.
0: Now, when you say affordable, like, what's the tuition for a full year?
2: So, Mike, most private schools in this area are around the 20000 26000 range. Thales Academy is 5300 for the
0: year. $5,300 for the year. Yes. Now, to me, that is, that's something that, I think any middle class family that that budgets can probably afford that for a child.
2: I agree. It's it's really a no brainer once you get in and and see the program and what we're what we're able to offer and do for the children. You know, you're looking at about five hundred a month, and I know as as a mother again, I paid more than twice that for preschool for my son. So it's really it's really a a a very certain niche that we're filling that I don't think anybody else is offering right
0: now. I'm going to be there Thursday, August 5th. See how direct instruction works Thursday, August 5th. I'm, I'm the poster child for today's lesson in direct instruction. Thank you, teacher, Rachel Bradley. My
2: pleasure. (laughs) 6
0: PM. I'll be there. You can meet Rachel. It'll be great. Uh, Thales Academy in Franklin. Rachel, thanks for joining us. Come, come in studio sometime, please.
2: I will. Absolutely.
0: Thanks, Mike. Okay. We'll be back after this. That's Rachel Bradley, Thales Academy. We'll be back with more here on the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Lane.
1: This is the Tennessee Star Report. Be part of the show. Call 615-737-WLAC or 800 688-W-L-A-C, 1-800-688-9522. Now, here's Michael Patrick Leahy.
0: And welcome back to the Tennessee Starboard Port. It is 6.33 a.m., broadcasting live from our studios on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, we were talking about the legal but not legitimate maladministration. Of the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue his name is Joe Biden Sleepy Joe as his uh, good friends call him his uh, sleepiness was on display last night in a debacle of a town hall propaganda meeting uh, held at CNN and uh, we uh, you know we've had many comments about that Uh, he, he was talking there about banning handguns you know Sleepy Joe In the United States of America, we have a Second Amendment, and you can't just do that. You cannot do that, Sleepy Joe, and we won't let you. So there's that. Also, you talk about the regime. I was watching Tucker Carlson last night. You know, we could start, by the way, we, we could start this program every morning by saying, you know, I was watching Tucker Carlson last night, and he had this report. Well, the report was on this the third attempt to, I suppose you could say, impeach President Donald Trump by focusing on this highly partisan January 6th, quote, insurrection hearing. Uh, And what what will never be asked there at those those uh, kabuki style uh, hearings uh, will be the, the key questions that Tucker Carlson asked last night. Why? Did uh, the sergeant at arms of the uh, uh, of the House of Representatives, who works for, wait for it, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, perhaps one of the worst people in the history of the United States of America, um, why uh, did did that sergeant of arms deny the request? from the then head of the Capitol Police to have National Guard troops there at the Capitol on a day that was important in American history, the joint session of Congress, on a day when, knew, when they knew there would be less than a mile away, hundreds of thousands of American citizens there exercising their rights to protest uh, and, and to encourage uh the joint session of congress uh not to accept the uh uh the the electoral college votes cast in six battleground states where those votes were cast unlawfully we talked about that many a time it it's it is a fact that uh, that in in several key states and I, we'll just go down the list i mean michigan uh uh in michigan georgia Wisconsin, Pennsylvania; those four of the six, uh, the depositing of absentee ballots in drop boxes was not lawful, because uh, only the state legislature can authorize that. They didn't authorize it; um, it was authorized under these very sketchy emergency code rules uh, to accommodate COVID issues. And of course, as the January, as the 2005 bipartisan commission, uh, of which uh, Jimmy Carter was the co chair said, you know, you don't want to have absentee ballots in drop boxes vote by mail because that's where all the fraud's gonna take place. Okay, so here's the question on this. Why did the Sergeant of Arms, who reports directly to Nancy Pelosi, at a time when everybody knew there would be hundreds of thousands of people a mile from the Capitol on the same day as the um, joint session of Congress met to determine whether or not to accept the electoral college votes submitted by the various state states, state legislatures, uh, to Congress, whether or not to accept them. On that day, um, Nancy Pelosi said, ah, we're not going to have extra police. Now, look, basic policing 101 is this. Whenever there's a crowd event and you anticipate the possibility of some kind of violence... What you do in that circumstance is you have overwhelming force, and you you don't let uh, any of these protesters get near the target. Well, that's not the exact opposite of what the, uh, the, the uh, capital chief of police did uh, because, according to his records, uh, the, the sergeant of arms there wouldn't let him do it, wouldn't let him have the National Guard. It's almost as if, almost as if, Nancy Pelosi wanted to have a violent uh, incident, a series of incidents at the Capitol. Now, the other thing to look at at this, which Tucker Carlson raised, is this. What was the FBI doing there? Now, the reports are that there were dozens of FBI undercover agents there. Really? What were they doing Were they there to uh, stop the assault or were they there to encourage the assault? Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Now you think, oh, no, the FBI couldn't do that. They've never done something like that. Only now evidence comes out that in Michigan they did something like that. This is, again, from Tucker Carlson's program last night, right? Remember what they did? They, they 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 it's been revealed now that this so-called there was a plot to kidnap uh Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer except uh and, you know th- there were a couple of folks there who were kind of on the edge shall we say uh, uh in terms of con- activism but most of the plotters were as it turns out were FBI agents or informants hmm and the the reporter who was featured on Tucker Carlson tonight a woman by the name of Julie Kelly that reporter said uh, you know the modus operandi was exactly the same at at uh, when the incident to uh, to supposedly attempt to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer happened uh, in Michigan exactly the same as was the case on January 6th at the Capitol the uh, the Capitol police in Michigan just sort of let the let them come through into the Capitol. That's the report from Julie Kelly. Hmm. Almost as if it was oh a trial run uh of of this. Now we just have preliminary information on it. But these are questions that if you want to get to the bottom of what happened on January sixth you'd want to ask. Are these questions that uh uh, uh Nancy Pelosi's Uh, select committee on January 6th will allow to happen. No, of course not. Why? Why do we know that? Well, of course, the idea of this insurrection committee, it's just a, you know, a Kafka-esque type hearing that uh, the Democrats are going to put together to avoid asking these key questions. How do we know that? Well, one Republican, Liz Cheney, said, yeah, I want to do this. I want to be part of this. Of course, she's not a Republican. Her credit. Her political career is doomed. She doesn't represent the people of Wyoming. She's going to be challenged in a primary, and she's going to lose uh, if all of the opponents agree on one candidate to defeat her, right? That's the case. And apparently, you know, President—former President Trump has invited all the potential candidates to meet with him at his uh, Trump National Golf Club in Bedford, New Jersey, next week, and they're going to figure out who it is that's going to challenge her. Well, what's interesting about this is the following. Um, um, So Liz Cheney jumps up and says, I'm going to be on this select committee without talking to Kevin McCarthy, the the minority leader there. okay. So after some hemming and hawing, uh, McCarthy says, well, I'll put some people on the committee. And he puts... A number of them, five or six, one of them being Jim Jordan, who's actually, you know, an intelligent guy who will ask these critical questions. The other, Jim Banks from Indiana. Well, uh, the the tyrannical uh, monarch, the tyrannical despot known as Nancy Pelosi, rejected those two. Why? She didn't say why. Everybody knows why. She doesn't want to have them ask questions. And so as a consequence, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has removed all Republicans except one from that committee. Guess who that one is? Yeah, Liz Cheney. Um, Liz Cheney is absolutely disgracing herself because she's not a dem she's she's not a Republican. She's a Democrat now. She she ought to just quit the Republican Party right now and join the Democrat Party. Because that's the line she's taking right now. Um so that's what we have going on. We have on full display the power of the regime, the anti-American regime that currently is ruling the country. And I'm talking about you, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. And I'm talking about uh, uh, the maladministration of uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And every time you turn around, you see these agreed, this egregious conduct. Of the Biden administration and the, the 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 number of ridiculous things, the anti-American things that are doing. If you go down the list, I mean your 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 eyes will start rolling in your head. Uh, from failure to enforce immigration laws at the border, an impeachable offense, by the way, not only for Joe Biden but also for Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas and. Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. That's my name for uh, the beta male, who's the current Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. He's from that, you know, law firm, that infamous law firm, Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. He, not really. He, he's gone kind of to the United Nations and said, oh, well, we've got to investigate systemic racism in the United States. Really? Who do you represent? Who do you represent? Do you represent China or do you represent America? That's a big question. We'll have more when we get back. This is the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.
1: Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy.
0: And it's 6.50 a.m. Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report. Having a great day today. Lots of good guests at 7 o'clock. My former boss at PJTV, now he's risen to even greater heights. He's the editor-at-large for Epic Times, the Epic Times. Roger Simon will be in studio. And by the way, let me just tell you what's going on in the world of media today. Okay, there are three news outlets that you can trust, three accurate conservative news outlets that you can trust. And the other's not so hot. Uh, And the one in particular that's really on the decline with the exception of four or five personalities. You know what I'm going to tell you? You know I'll tell you who's, going, who's on the decline right now, who's going left, Fox News. The Fox News that Roger Ailes created is no more. And uh, basically what you've got is the news side, it, it, it's, it's trying to become MSNBC or CNBC. And Neil Cavuto, by the way, is the worst of the worst. Uh, And and so you'll see—and he apparently has a lot of power now in terms of programming content. But who can you listen to on Fox News right now? Tucker Carlson, he's great. Probably the most prominent, accurate conservative journalist in the country today, number one. Uh, And then, of course, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, they're good. Um, And then I I think Brian Kilmeade's pretty good, uh, as is Jesse Waters. But the rest of them—and Janine Perp, Judge— uh, Judge Jeanine Piro, but the rest of them, center left, and you know, they, they they are going to shade things anti-Trump. I kid you not. So so who else is going to take them on? It's not Newsmax. It's not One America News, and it's not uh, Real America Voices. They're good, but they they just don't have the depth. So who who's out there? Well, I'll tell you, there are three news outlets. There's three news outlets that you can count on. Number one, the Epic Times. They're doing great. And we're so thankful that we have their editor at large, Roger Simon, in here. And he'll be in here in the 7 o'clock hour and he'll talk a little bit about what the Epic Times is doing. Good, honest, accurate reporting. That's number one. Number two, just the news. John Solomon put this group together. And I'm going to go through some of their stories today. They're fantastic, on point fact-based you won't get it anywhere else so john solomon's just the news what is the third news outlet that you can count on it's us folks it's the star news network on the web at the dot com uh there there you can see the summary of all of our state-based reporting and basically we are state and local news that matters honest factual state news that matters right now we're in eight states we started as you know right here in tennessee modestly four and a half years ago with the Tennessee star and we've broken news, uh, all over the place news. You won't get anywhere else, but you get it here at the Tennessee star report and our online site, the Tennessee star, TennesseeStar.com. Now we're in eight States, as you know, uh, did great investigative work on the lack of chain of custody documents in Georgia. That's continuing. We have an ongoing election integrity project, by the way, and we're featuring that detailed reporting in all of the battleground states. And we're currently in, right now, we're in uh, two of those battleground states, Michigan and, uh, uh, well, three, uh, two of those, Michigan and Georgia. Uh, that really mattered. And we've done some reporting in Michigan. We're going to step that up. But also we're adding Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada. We're also at the third battleground state we're currently in is Arizona, by the way. So you can count on us. You can count on the Star News Network. You can count on the Epic Times. And you count on just the news. You're going to get accurate reporting there. But the, the Fox News uh, uh, channel uh, is just, I'm talking about the cable channel, right? It, it, it's very troublesome these days. Very troublesome. Now, uh, l- look at some of the great reporting that you can see from John Solomon's Just the News right now. Double standard infected Texas Democrat truants accorded medical privacy denied Republicans. And by the way, yeah, so you know, uh, everybody else in the world apparently, you know, HIPAA doesn't apply with regards to COVID. Well, that's a problem right there, obviously. Uh, but but here we have that great story from John Solomon. Here's another great story at Just the News again, up last night Retribution. Pennsylvania punishes the uh, county that allowed audit of voting county machines. Now, remember in Pennsylvania, we've talked about all these forensic audits. We've covered the one going on, currently going on in Arizona at the Arizona Sun Times. And you know, last week they had, uh, they made some news uh, about issues that they didn't have good answers for that, that needed further investigation in terms of the, the forensic audit of Maricopa County. The final result will come out probably in a month or so but in so in Pennsylvania which again another close battleground state where by the way Zuckerberg spent I think like what 30 million bucks in Pennsylvania I think it may, might have been more than that in essence to do Democrat get out the vote vote activities through the Center for Technology and Civic Life there in Pennsylvania a the Republican a Republican committee I think it was on intergovernmental operations has subpoenaed the records of three counties and asked them to provide data they could use in forensic audit. Now, two of those counties were large, populous, Democratic counties. One of the counties was a a smaller county called Fulton County that was more rural. The two big counties, the the two big counties, basically uh, didn't do. Uh, said no, we're not complying with that. The little one, Fulton County, said, yeah, we're going to comply with that. And so the biased Democrat secretary of state said, oh, well, you comply with that. You're going to have to buy new voting machines. It's all a spurious comment. They're just punishing them Uh, because all they want to do is find out what the truth is. And by the way, those three news outlets I talked about, the Star News Network, Uh, the Star News Network, as well as the Epic Times and Just the News trying to get the truth out. We'll be back with Roger Simon after this. This is the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.